0: Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. The single most important factor in both personal and professional relationships, is trust. The truth is, everything rises to the level of trust. Be it trust in yourself, trust in others, or inversely so, people's ability to trust you as a leader. Welcome back to Take Your Lead podcast. I'm so glad that you've joined us and that you continue to be part of a community of leaders whom you can trust, who are purposeful and intentional about their growth. Thank you so much for rating and reviewing our content and being part of all that we do. We do encourage you to give us a shout out on the socials, Take Your Lead podcast, myself, Zwandi Lemakakula, and if we happen to see it, we'll definitely be sharing it just to know how we are adding value to you and to continue to help us to reach and change the world one individual at a time. I am super thrilled for today's podcast episode, simply because we're going to be looking at one of the key, if not the most important ingredient in leadership, and that is trust. It's very important for each and every leader to be trustworthy. To create a psychologically safe environment where people can trust each other, when people can trust themselves, and where people know that they can be trusted. I love what Ernest Hemingway says, that the best way to find out if you can trust somebody is to trust them. And oftentimes, the thing about trust is that it needs to be extended on the front end. It's something else to trust someone because they've done something trustworthy. But what do you do when you find yourself in a room with people whom you've never worked with? It's the first time you're meeting them. Maybe it's a potential client and you have to start out a new relationship with them. And the best way to know if you can trust them is to trust them. As John Maxwell usually says, put a 10 on people's foreheads. Give them a 10 out of 10 in terms of trust. And based on the 10 out of 10, whatever they do will either move up or keep them at 10 or they'll begin to move down and begin to lose the trust that you have. And that's part of what we're going to be looking at in today's podcast episode. How do you earn trust as a leader? How do you lead through trust as a leader? Maybe just to lay a firm foundation, there's a beautiful framework, uh, which is the Trust Edge Pillar by David Hotserah. I love his book on trust, which is the national uh, bestseller, The Trust Edge. Brilliant book uh, that speaks to trust. Part of what um, their thesis is or part of what their premise, rather, it speaks of how a lot of revenue is lost because of mistrust. Uh, It's actually staggering when they put stats to how much money you can actually lose because of lack of trust. They actually have even proven that the more you grow in trust in an organization, the more revenue and income you will begin to make. And this is so true in any space. Maybe you're not even a leader that's leading an organization or a business or a company, but just leading yourself. Because the more you can trust yourself, the more productive you can become. Part of what we spoke to in a recent podcast episode is that of forming habits and habit formation. Just think about it, though, for a moment. If you can trust yourself to do what you said you would do when you had planned to do it, you're already setting yourself up for success. If you tell yourself, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and exercise, and you trust yourself enough to wake up and exercise, and you are accountable to yourself that if I don't wake up and exercise, I've actually broken the trust code. And not with someone external, but with yourself. Because trust starts with you you need to be able to trust yourself. As sure as you are when taking a seat that the chair that you're sitting on and resting your whole body weight on will carry and hold you, it ought to be like that even more when it comes to trusting yourself. Oftentimes when you sit on a chair, you don't have to second guess. Sometimes you even just throw yourself there because you're too tired. Imagine if the, tray, the, the chair was not trustworthy and for whatever reason it would just crumble and fall and leave you flat down on the floor. Imagine the pain, the humiliation, and embarrassment that you would actually have to undergo. And a lot of us, that's how our life looks, simply because we are not trustworthy. So there are eight pillars that David Josega speaks of in his book, which I just want to lay a foundation on and clean a few lessons from, because I believe they are extremely important. And the first one, it's actually the eight C's of trust. The first one is clarity. Clarity. It's extremely important for you as a leader to be clear in what you are communicating, asking yourself, are my actions and my speech congruent? Is what I'm saying and what I'm doing aligned? You need to be clear because people trust clear communication. If you want people to trust you, you need to be clear in your communication. You need to be clear in your actions. Trust is clear, but mistrust is ambiguous. Oftentimes, when people are not trustworthy, they become ambiguous. You just know, just think about it. Someone who's lying, for example, uh, which is possibly an antonym of trust. And one of the things that erode trust are lies and deception. And oftentimes, whatever is being communicated gets too ambiguous. And the thing about lying as well is you just have to keep covering up, keep covering up, which I don't think is necessary for any leader because that's time wasted in trying to cover out whereas you could be using that productively to grow yourself, to add value, and to ensure that the truth flourishes. So be clear as a leader. Clarity builds trust. The second C is compassion. Compassion. And this is a big one. Oftentimes, as leaders, we find ourselves leading from the head. But there's a type of leadership that is extremely key and very necessary, I believe, which is leading from the heart. Being able to lead people from the heart. People put their faith in those who care beyond themselves. I think it was Maya Angelo who spoke to how people might forget what you said. People might forget what you did for them. People might forget even how you looked and how you smell, if it's a beautiful scent or cologne that you have. However, people will never forget how you made them feel. And this is one of the ingredients that helps us build trust as leaders, being able to be compassionate to the people that we lead, being able to demonstrate care in our leadership, and not care That is superfluous or superficial or artificial, but care that is really genuine. Genuine care, and you need to trust yourself to be able to care for people. So firstly, clarity. Secondly, compassion. Thirdly, character. This is a big one. I think one of the things I keep learning in my leadership is how your secret or private life is more important than your public life. always think of the iceberg principle and the Titanic ship, in 1904, if I'm not mistaken, when um, the last time the operator spoke to uh, the people on the island and telling them, hey, there's an iceberg I heard of you, check. I was like, hey man, shut up, we're enjoying ourselves and we're having such a good time. And that was the last time they heard from him, simply because he took the iceberg at face value in terms of what he saw above the surface, not understanding that beneath the surface there's actually more than what is visible to the naked eye. And this, to me, speaks of character, where your character beneath needs to be stronger and deeper than what is visible to the naked eye, to the extent that when people look at you, they ought to be able to see or be beneficiaries of the inward work of the character that you have. In fact, part of what character speaks to is that those closest to you ought to enjoy the fruit of your character more than those who actually see you from a distance because reputation is what people think about you but character is who you really are and i think a lot of work is put towards reputation how we look especially in a world and age of social media it's easy to portray a certain reputation choosing what you post and it's easy to fabricate it but character is who you really are when there's no audience when there's no applause when all is said and done the weave is off your head The makeup is off your face. The beautiful suit is back in the closet. Who are you? When there's no camera, there's no one around you. Are you able to be the same person externally as well as internally? So character. And the thing about character as well, people notice those who do what is right over what is easy. Because character has to do with doing what is right over what is easy. Character speaks to I'm gonna do it. It might not make sense. It might not be the easy thing to do But if it's the right thing to do, I'm gonna do it and truth of the matter. There's always a shortcut But character says I'll take the long route Simply because I know it's gonna give us the best results. So clarity helps you build trust compassion character The fourth thing that helps you build trust which is a pillar is competence and I'll speak more to this um, Towards the end in terms of how to earn trust People have confidence in those who stay fresh, relevant, and capable. I think part of what uh, this work which we are currently doing as our as an organisation, helping one of the leading college brands in South Africa, and we're so excited for that and the prospects of growth within that space. But part of what we actually are working with is competence, being able to raise competent graduates. And what do we mean by competence? Competence speaks of students or graduates who have acquired the necessary skill, knowledge, but not only knowledge and skill, but have applied their knowledge and skill. And that's what makes you competent. Having the knowledge, but not only having the knowledge, but also having the skill and being able to marry these two and being able to apply it. One of the things that will accelerate your competence is applying what you know and the skills that you've learned. Because I think a lot of times we wait for the perfect um, situation or we wait for the perfect weather conditions to apply what we've learned. But you will never grow in competence until you apply what you've learned. And people are able to spot a competent person. And for a certain time, favor or charm or charisma... Can get you ahead people can celebrate you for your charisma and attitude but over time it wears out and they're gonna want you to be competent just think with me for example if you were to go to a doctor beautiful doctor handsome doctor beautiful spirit and they're so loving beautiful facility uh, great facility great reception area everything is just beautiful but when you walk into the room and you're going for a major heart operation And he tells you that, hey, I actually skipped school and um, I bought my qualification from one of the fly-by-night colleges. I don't know about you, but the first thing I would be looking for immediately is the door out. Because I wouldn't want a great, passionate, loving, beautiful atmosphere, great, excellent building facility to do an operation on me, over and above the external, I'll want my surgeon or doctor to be competent. And this is true, because I think oftentimes we tend to look for competence in specialized areas, but competence actually ought to be the standard in everything that you do as a leader. So be clear, have compassion, live a life of character, pursue being competent. And the other thing is commitment. Commitment. You earn trust by being committed, being committed to an ideal, being committed to the vision, being committed to the mission, being committed to the values of the organization you're part of and living out the culture. You need to be committed. And I'm not too sure who to ascribe this to, who spoke to how, if you're not not going all the way, why go at all? And that's commitment. Commitment says if I start something, I'm going to see it through to completion. Because people believe in those who stand through adversity. Your commitment will be tested. You need to be very intentional and bold in your commitment. Telling yourself, I'm going to commit to this. If it's a business idea that you have, I'm going to commit to it. It might not be favorable now. It might not be giving me the returns as yet. But I'm going to commit because I believe and I see the potential that whatever I'm involved in has. So clarity is the first thing, secondly, compassion, thirdly, character, fourth, competence, fifth, commitment, and six is connection. Part of how you earn trust and grow in trust is connection, being able to connect with people. People want to follow, buy from, and be around friends or people they are connected with. And this is one of the ingredients which I strongly believe is key Within leadership, being able to connect with people. I think we'll actually uh, see how best we can record an episode that speaks to connection. How do you connect with people? Being able to connect with people beyond what they do. Because it's easy to connect around the table because we're meeting, we need to do this, we need to do that. But after all is said and done, we've met the target. How do we connect and be able to do life together? So connection is extremely important. For example, if you're going to be plugging your phone into the circuit, possibly might have happened to you sometime, where you just left your phone in the charger thinking that it's charging, only to find out that it's actually not connected. And you wasted so much time trying or thinking or assuming that your phone phone uh, phone is charging, whereas it's actually not. Looks seems like it's charging because it's plugged in, but it's not connected. And this is how it looks when you are leading people that you're not connected to. There'll be a lot of movement, but it's not directed. It doesn't give you results because people are not connected. And it's possible to have a lot of people surround you and have a lot of people in the room only to find out that that they are disconnected. So you build trust by connecting with people. Part of how, maybe a tip of how to connect with people Connect with people on their turf. One of the best things which I've seen over time is connecting with people over a meal. I love meals because they accelerate connection. Once you're able to sit down with someone over a meal, even if it's coffee, it enables you to connect at a deeper level that a formalized environment wouldn't give you. Be authentic, be vulnerable, and be genuine, and be clear within your connection, which is part of the first point. So clarity, compassion, character, competence, commitment, connection... And contribution. Contribution is extremely important. As you connect with people, it's very important for you to ask yourself, what contribution am I making in this relationship? Because people immediately respond to results. It's easier to earn trust when you are contributing to the bigger picture. When people are confident and know that, okay, this person is actually contributing a great deal. You need to have skin in the game. You trust people who have skin in the game. It's hard to trust someone who's got no skin in the game because they've got nothing to lose. So your contribution as a leader ought to be more than those that you lead. At a certain level, I know you lead through others, but you need to have a contribution. And oftentimes we tend to limit this to resource and money, but even mental contribution, even um, availability or time contribution, where you intentionally contributing because people trust people who contribute towards the bigger picture and the end goal. And then lastly, consistency. People love to see the little things done consistently. Motivation can get you going, but consistency keeps you growing. Whatever you're going to do in order for it to be a trusted, be it a brand, be it a relationship, you need to be consistent. If you're going to be a husband and you want to earn trust with your wife, you need to be consistent. You can't be like Cape Town weather <laughs> for those in South Africa, where you've got four seasons in the same day. You need to be consistent, consistent in your words consistent in your conduct, consistent in your aura, consistent in how you do things and why you do things. People trust people who are consistent and that's why it's very important for you to focus in what you are doing. Stick to one thing, work on that one thing, grow in that one thing and that's extremely important and that's the framework, the edge trust edge eight pillar framework Which enables you, once you've got these elements of the greatest leaders and organizations of all time, you will then be able to earn trust. Number one, through clarity. Number two, compassion. Number three, correct. Number four, competency. Number five, commitment. Number six, connection. Number seven, contribution. And number eight, consistency. So as we bring in our plane for landing, it's extremely important for you to be consistent. Trust over and above, once you earn it, it's an attitude that allows people to rely on and have confidence in and feel sure about you. Part of what John Maxwell speaks in the Law of Solid Ground, he says, trust is the foundation of leadership. You can't build any relationship or leadership uh, context or environment without trust. So consistency in your behavior, consistency in your communication is extremely important. I love what Michael, Michael Winston from Motorola says, that effective leaders ensure that people feel strong and capable. In every major survey of, on practices of effective leaders, trust in the leader is essential if other people are going to follow that person over time. People must experience the leader as believable, credible, and trustworthy. One of the ways trust is developed, whether in the leader or any other person, is through consistency in behavior. Trust is also established when words and deeds are congruent, and this is so true. Part of how you establish trust is when your words and your deeds, as I mentioned earlier, are congruent. One of the most fundamental bases for being perceived as trustworthy is predictability. You need to be predictable as a leader. And predictability refers to the degree of confidence that people have in their expectations about your behaviors or your intentions. People need to know that you've got their best intentions and heart where they don't have to second guess you. I wonder what they intend by so doing or by saying that. So be consistent. That enables you to earn trust. I spoke and I said I would conclude and speak more on competence. Let me actually land our plane on this. This is extremely, extremely important. 90% of those rated by their associates as highly trustworthy were also rated as highly competent. Oftentimes we deem people trustworthy when they are competent. If you provide accurate information and sound judgments and follow through on promises, your co-workers, your friends, and people around you will trust you to manage details. There are four levels of competence which are spoken of. And the first one is when you are unconsciously incompetent. And this is such a sad place to be at. This is where you don't know what you don't know. Literally you don't know, but you don't know that you don't know. Have you ever been around someone who's like they actually don't know and they're so comfortable in their lack of knowledge that they don't know? (laughs) That they don't know. And by so doing, they're missing out on the bigger picture. The second level of competence is consciously incompetent. This is where we know what we don't know. And I think this is a safer place to find yourself, where you know what you don't know. I actually should be knowing that and doing that, but I don't know. Because once you are able to know what you don't know, you're able to move in that direction and get the necessary knowledge. So it's the unconsciously competent, consciously incompetent, and the consciously competent. This is where we know what we do know. And this is the brilliant place to be at, where you know what you do know. I actually know that I know this. And because I know it, I'm able to replicate it. I'm able to use it. I was actually looking for something earlier on as I was preparing for this podcast, part of my notes, and there's a beautiful quote I wanted. So I had to go and look for it in one of my files. And one of the things that made it easier for me to find it is because I knew I had it and also knew where to find it. And it enabled me to be competent because I knew. So it's important for you to know what you do know. Have a uh, a list of things that you know, even within skills. That's why time and time again, you ought to have do inventory of what you know. What is it that you've learned over time? That's why part of the, my favorite questions that I ask people around me is, what are you learning? So that they know what they are learning. So that in case they need to use it, they're able to use it. And then lastly, unconsciously competent. Or oh, this is so dangerous. This is where we don't know what we do know. Where you're sitting with someone who actually knows, but they don't know that they know it. And this makes you useless as a leader because you're full of knowledge and things that can move the ball and needle forward, but you're not aware that you know it. It's only after someone else picks it up that you're like, oh, I actually knew that. But for us as leaders, we're going to be proactive in knowing and growing and earning trust with those Around us. I hope this episode has helped you lead like never before and that you're going to be intentional about weaving the fabric of trust within your trusted relationships and keep earning trust and ensure that as a leader, you are taking your lead in building trust and helping us to change the world one individual at a time. Thank you so much for being part of this episode. Till we meet again next time, continue to take your lead. Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzondilemakakula.com. And if you're a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.